Hello and welcome to the Pod of the Damned. I'm your host Ian. I say joining me always is uh, our co-host Nico, but Nico, this is like, what, the third episode you've actually done this year? I know, it's fucking, well, it is just the start of the year, but yes. I mean, you say this is the start of the year, it's, uh... we're all very nearly at the end of February. In fact, when this comes out, we will have already had two months of the year, so, you know, you've, you've missed a bit of chunk, you've missed a chunk there, Nico. I, I blame you, it's fine. Okay, that's fine. Uh, how are you anyway? <laughs> I'm good, yourself? I'm very, very good. Uh, also, um, for those who maybe didn't check out the episode that we released last week, um, you may see that we have, or, or you know, have been living under a rock and not following us on any of our social media platforms. We have a brand new co-host here. Uh, very familiar to people who have listened to this podcast before. It's Candy the Final Girl. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. You're officially... We did, obviously, your intro episode last week, and we had a really fun discussion, you know, I, I really only meant for it that to fun. go, like, half an hour, to be, like, a really short thing, and we record, I think the audio I released, I'm bad at that. I think the audio I released was an hour and a half, but we actually chatted for about four hours that day. Yeah. <laughs> but how are she you? Well, welcome to the team, your first proper episode. I'm very excited, and thank you, and I'm good. It's just a lazy Sunday morning up. It's like noon now, but yeah. I think this is my first. Like, I'm. I've actually still. been. I've been on holiday from work this week, and I think this is the first day where I've not left the house to go and do things. And so, I said to myself, "Well, this is going to be my lazy day." And then I realized that we probably have about four hours worth of recording to do. And then I, you know, go to go and edit and I do all the things. But anyways, um, so not really that lazy a day. I'm sorry. No, no. Um, you know, we need to we need to record it for our for our listeners. They 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 want to listen. But uh, welcome, Candy, to the show. Welcome back, Nico. Uh, very happy to have you back. I'm so happy Hello. to see you, Nico. We we disproved uh, the myth that we're not. Yeah, you said that yesterday. Yeah, I was so happy to see. Yeah, you. I liked your deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hello. Anyway, we are the Pod of the Damned, and in today's show, we're talking all about. Army of the Dead, which is Nico's pick. It's Nico's. It's your last pick before we enter this sort of new rotation. Obviously, including Candy and, yep. and some of your choices that you're going to be uh, doing with us. Um, we'll get into why you chose Army of the Dead in just a minute. Uh, but uh, if anyone would like to follow us across our social media platforms, you can do so. We're on X at Damn Podcast. Facebook and Instagram is Pod of the Damned. You can email us at Pod of the Damned at gmail.com, and you can subscribe to us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pod of the Damned. So. Nico, why did you pick Army of the Dead? Why did you feel like you wanted to make us suffer and have to go through this movie? <laughs> yeah. Because folk were talking about it said it was like the best zombie movie that was out. And I'm like, mm, I really don't think it was because I, mm-hmm. I watched it drunk. So I, I didn't really remember it. And I did remember I didn't really fancy watching it again. <laughs> so like, you thought you'd pick it. I don't it, really want to watch this movie, but I'll pick it. But, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I was like, because I don't remember it. Like, I was like, I remember the start. The start was good. But as I said, I watched it drunk. So that was it. That was all I remembered. The start was good. So I'm like, maybe I should give it a chance. But yeah, then I realized why I probably fell asleep watching it. So yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to say thank you. I think I think from early indications in this episode, I think the listeners can pretty much gather where we are all at with this movie. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of disagreements. There may be some bits and pieces here and there uh candy what about you what's your uh what's your sort of like overalls just sort of 
bullet points thoughts of of army of the dead before we sort of deep dive into it well um i remembered hearing about it and uh when it was posted in our chat like we're gonna watch this i was like why hadn't i seen that i remember about it but like hearing something or i was gonna watch it and then sean has been like oh yeah i watched it, it was pretty good and now usually I know his taste really well. We've been together a very long time, raised children together and all that shit. And I sit down to watch it and he's like, so, you know, he's kind of giving me a little overview. Like, you know, there's like zombies and then Zack Snyder who did Dawn of the Dead. Good indicator for me. I liked his Dawn of the Dead. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a heist. And I'm like, wait, that's a lot going on there, buddy. Um, we started it and I could immediately tell like, this is gonna suck i'll get into that more later but i was like this is why i didn't watch it i remember now i had blocked it from my memory yeah yeah similar to mine then because i i saw the follow-up you know the prequel the the what is it thieves or whatever it's called army, thieves, then, I think. army yeah. of thieves that's it yeah i actually like that but uh, this is just I actually, hell, I actually awful. forgot that army of thieves even existed um i i hadn't watched this i, I remember it coming out and I remember being like a load of hype. Obviously, it's like a Netflix original movie. And I remember being like loads and loads of hype about it. But it was, again, I feel like I say this all the time now, but it was just one of those ones for me that sort of slipped through the net and I didn't really get around to it. And then you picked it, Nico, and I watched it about three weeks ago for the first time. And yeah, I'm, uh, I have some thoughts and I have some feelings. But um, before we do, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll deep dive into it in just a second. I want to get your guys' predictions. Obviously, Nico, you're very familiar with our leaderboard. Andy, I, I don't know how familiar I did. I do vaguely remember. You saying. say that. You, you say that. I'm on the shows and I remember it occasionally. Candy, I do remember saying to you that I was going to send you the leaderboard and I haven't. So apologies for that. But I'll let you have a crack at this as well. Where do you guys think, taking, taking what we've just said, what you think the listeners are going to say, what you think the critics are going to say, where about do you think Army of the Dead is going to land on our leaderboard? Bearing in mind, this is our 96th movie that we've covered on the show. I'm going to say bottom quarter. Bottom quarter, so we're looking Yeah. At... I'd, I'd say like 70 odd. Yeah. So we're looking at rounds anywhere between... I mean, I personally, obviously... I, I know where it currently sits and because uh, I'm looking at the stats right now. So I'm not going to say too much, but we're saying around the sort of 70th mark. So that would put... It, and, uh, this is one of the things that always gets me the leaderboard. So let's just say it does land in 70th. That's going to be in there with movies like Halloween 2, uh, Terrifier, because, you know, I have to bring it up, uh, Critters, Saw 2, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. That's the sort of movies that's in that area just now. I can agree with that. Scouts guiding critters. I'd rather watch them too. I mean, I'd... and as much as I don't like critters, I'd still rather watch critters for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. I love critters. With that being critters said, critters too better. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> See, look, the family is agreeing with each other already. Like it's it's just it's meant to be. Oh, I can sort that. Don't worry. Oh, I know you will. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's get into it then and talk about today's movie. We're talking all about Army of the Dead. Mr. Ward, how would you like to make 50 million dollars on a warm summer's evening? 
on a train bound for nowhere. We met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us. And he began to speak. He said, son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces. Think about everything we did, all those people we saved. The way they held their Look what it does. You don't mind my now what if? I can see you're out of eight. What if just once we did something just for us? You ready to play? There's $200 million in the vault beneath the strip. With a 32-hour window to get it out. Find the safe. This should be a simple in and out. It's not too late to go back. They are. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. Oh, Scheiße. This movie was released in 2021, was directed by Zack Snyder and stars Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell and Ana de la Guerra. Um, I don't have an IMDb plot because for some reason I forgot to add it to my notes. So, um, Nico, Nico, do you want to give us a, since you chose it, do you want to give us a little overview about what this movie is about for our listeners? Uh, it's a zombie movie where the zombie apocalypse starts in Vegas and they're about to nuke Vegas. So they do a heist movie and a zombie movie together. Yep, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, Candy, you're like the the expert for all things of the dead. Um, obviously, this is not uh, not a part of you know the classic of the dead sort of franchise. No, um, but... Romero would uh, spin in his undead graves, I guess. Well, uh, yeah. Um, what? It's enough to start the zombie apocalypse. Um. <laughs> I'll start one because of this movie, yeah. Obviously, we've all given our overall thoughts. Is there anything redeeming about this movie for you? No. I like, I like the start. I like the premise of it. That's about it. The, the, what, you like the start? Do you can, can I interject? Or are we talking? No, I'm sorry. I, I'm go, still go a little unfamiliar. Can I jump in for a sec? Of course. I think the start is good. 
but it's very much like Snyder is saying, hey, remember me? I directed the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead, and it started kind of like this, and we used the Richard Cheese song in it. Yeah, you remember that, right? Now here's another zombie movie. So I, so you mentioned the song there, right? And I know obviously, Nico, you're saying you quite like the opening. I don't hate the opening scene and then that big sort of like montage, but I really, I hate slowed down versions of popular songs in movies. <laughs> like, I really, really fucking hate it. And when we talk about like next week's, next week's movie, there's a song in it at the beginning and it's in the original version of a song and it's so much better. And, you know, I think given, you know, the money that they actually spent in this movie, which is mind blowing how much money this movie was made for, um, just maybe get the original songs. But we have like a really terrible cover of Viva Las Vegas in that opening scene. I think there's a really bad cover of Bad Moon Rising at some point during it, which are like, Bad Moon Rising is a great song. Um, which you know is used it is. to. It's in... been covered so many times, it's... well as well. Yeah, but it's also just used to great effect in its original form in American Werewolf in London, which you know is a movie we've yeah. talked about right. before. So it's not like it's some sort of like unattainable song that no one can put in their fucking movies. It's been done before. Just fucking put it back in your movie. But the, I, I, the fact that we have this really terrible cover, it just irritates me. Like there's nothing inherently wrong with putting a cover of a song, but it just bugs me. Well, I feel See, like it's, it's a weird definite you throwback. That. Like I said that, like I said before, because the Richard Cheese slowed down version of Disturbs Down with a Sickness was used in Dawn of the Dead. And he's like, I brought Richard Cheese back, who does like these lounge versions of popular songs like he did WAP, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but wow. then, you know, to this version of Viva Las Vegas, Viva Las Vegas isn't like a, a slamming hardcore song anyway. Like, yeah, it would have been better just to use the Elvis version, yeah. I think. Yeah. Nico? Yeah, like it's weird because you said about the song part. I think it's actually really good until the song part. That that seems to be the cutoff where this movie just goes straight downhill from oh, there. So it made it like six minutes. Is that what you're saying? Because <laughs> that's what I mean by the start. I loved the start. I liked the way that they started it all off. You know, the couple crashing it, the motor, and everything happening there. I liked all that. I thought it was a really good start. I, but I mean... apart from that, yeah. I think I have a right. So this this obviously is a, a a zombie comedy movie. You know, it's a, it's supposed to be sort of action and fun, but this movie really tries to tackle so much. The concept of this movie is so much bigger than the type of movie it's trying to be. Obviously, it's trying to give us this sort of whole concept that we've got smart, intelligent zombies, which. It's not a concept yeah. that's been not been done before. This kind of concept has been done before, but it's not really been tackled a huge amount. Um, so we have this sort of whole concept of smart, intelligent zombies, and they really do nothing with it. Like, there's nothing really happens with it. It's, like, it's weird how he gets that, though. What? Like, it's weird how he gets that, because the zombie walks up and sees whatever statue is in Vegas with the, the toga on and decides, I'm going to build myself a Roman Empire. And it's just, no, just, no. Yeah, it, it's, the whole thing is just so, so bizarre to me because, you know, obviously... Overly it's, ambitious. It's it's so yeah. ambitious. Like, you need, I feel like that's a good, like, if you're going to really, really tackle that kind of subsection of zombie movies, because obviously zombie movies have been fucking done to death. Like, there's hundreds of zombie movies out there. And, you know, obviously, they're like anything else, they're all of massively varying quality. 
but we're we've, we're looking at this sort of little subsection where you're dealing with like intelligent zombies and there i say it's been done before but it's not been done a huge amount before like and i think in an attempt to like incorporate everything they've also just ended up making this really really fucking long movie this movie is way too fucking yeah. it was way too long especially for not having a lot of plot or just a lot of plot threads instead of an actual plot sort of like a plot loaf yeah like you know how you make meatloaf this is a plot loaf this is it's not really <laughs> equates into a plot it's just a lot of different parts of plots but I will say, just to conversely go on this, I hated the fucking beginning. Okay, we got Roadhead, which is stupid anyway. There's no, there's, I will not die for Roadhead. I will not do it. But also, like, we're, we're assuming that these intelligent zombies came from intelligent humans, right? But we got these soldiers at the beginning, right? And they're fucking dumb. I mean, and it's like, okay, they're they're bantering in the car, cool, whatever. Like, it might be the stuff or all or whatever. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Sure. And then when everything goes down, the wreck happens, the payload falls and it breaks open and we don't know what's in there. And the guy that the, I don't know what his rank was in the military. I don't know much about the military, but I'm the head soldier guy. He gets on the lady's like, well, you know, stay away from the payload. And suddenly he can't hear or understand words. He's like, huh? <laughs> the payload's dangerous. What? I mean, three times he says, huh? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, you, you it can't be an auditory thing at this point part you're just not understanding how words go payload bad no go like how <laughs> simple do you have to make it and then there's a full five minutes of buffering in this guy's brain before he gets over to the other soldiers like maybe don't touch that and they're like what and i'm like shut the fuck up oh my god and at that point i was really starting to deal with the stages of grief starting with bargaining like please get better and <laughs> yeah you can't be that dumb. And then, and then you know, immediately the ones haunting them, which like, yeah, we've all played Left for Dead, Zack Snyder, thanks. Um, and they can hear every slight sound there. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's the beginning for me. Well, I think I think the thing for see, me. Is, I, oh, no, I see. Like, I get that, but you've got to have somebody dumb to start this apocalypse. Otherwise, it's no fun. True. You know what I mean? I, I think. Listen, there's I think dumb, for... and then there's. Dumb. I think for yeah. this kind of movie, having someone dumb in the beginning is absolutely fine because of the type of movie it's trying to be. However, uh, Candy, you're right as well. Like it takes it to a whole other level of dumb. There's being dumb, and then there's just not being able to like speak levels of dumb. Like, can they can they breathe and walk at the same time, or is it too much brain power? Uh, I really they've got to have their mouth open to breathe. I really thought you were going to say like Canadians there. <laughs> like, there's dumb, and then there's Canadian dumb. <laughs> You've so, been watching too much South Park. Apo apologies to any Canadian listeners. I guess I'm a little nicer to Canada. My mom lived there for 15 years. So I'm like, yeah, they're kind of smarter than us a little bit in America, I think. <laughs> I mean, Canada does make up a large portion of our listenership, so apologies to any Canadians out there. Canada, please, we like you. Please don't. And as no offense, Candy, but speaking as the Scots, one of the two Scottish people, we like you more than we like America. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, there's no links I'm with Canada you. at all. I, I swear, there's no links with Canada. There's not a company in Aberdeen called Con Scott. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, so well, okay, right. Before we get into it a bit more, let's talk about Zack Snyder then. Because obviously, Zack Snyder, as you've already mentioned, Candy, uh, directed the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's one of the better horror remakes out there. 
Uh, I probably yeah. wouldn't say it's better. I, I wouldn't say it's better than its original, but it's a. I think it's a damn good film. It's really worth watching. I go to bat for it every time. Yeah, um, I, I like it too, to be honest. So going into this, obviously knowing it's a Zack Snyder film, it's a zombie movie. You think, ah, it's fine. He kind of knows what he's doing. He's got form, and he just completely shits the bed. Is this like? I feel like this is possibly one of Zack Snyder's worst movies. <laughs> I think it's because of the whole thing with DC, because he was coming off the back of that, and he's like, right, fuck it, I'm doing this. It's the same as uh, that new one he's got, like Rebel Moon. That is genuinely Star Wars with poker and pookers. That's all that is. <laughs> like, like he, he's, he's, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, I liked it. But uh, <laughs> he, he, he seems to be going, right, if you're not letting me do my shit, I'm going to make it even more fucked up. And that's what it seems like he's done here. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to just throw everything at it, and someone's going to stick. But nothing stuck this time. Uh, nothing stuck. Uh, how do you feel <laughs> exactly? About... Yeah. Apart, apart from Dieter, I like Dieter. That's about it. Well, yeah. I kind of like Dieter, but I have a point about him. I don't know if you want me to save that for a minute, or uh, I, I am going to come on to Dieter in just a couple of minutes. Okay. I, do I, I will talk, bring I do it up want then. Us to talk about like the comedy aspects of this film because you know they they do sometimes but we'll get well, I think we'll get into that in just a second um, but I but think I like... that's the problem with it he tries to make it a comedy he tries to make it a heist movie he tries to make it a zombie movie he Drama. tries to make it serious he try. you know what I mean he's 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 done way too much oh yeah like there's, in there's, there's this easy, space there's easily like seven different fucking genres in this movie you know <laughs> yeah you know, and let's not talk about the lens flare, I guess, because I might get my blood pressure is going to spike every time someone's shooting. They slow it down, put a little lens flare on there. I'm like, listen, J.J. Abrams want to be. It wasn't good when he did it. And it's worse when you do it. Well, on that, note, on that note as well, it, it does like, obviously, there's this sort of filter that Vegas seems to have, you know, whenever they're in movies and dirty. <laughs> Vegas was my last trip and I felt it misrepresented Vegas. Well, that's it. Like, Vegas, obviously, like, it's always seen as like glitzy and glamorous, but it's obviously in the desert. And, you know. Did you just say tits and glamour? What? It's that too. Glitz and glamour. Oh! It is also tits and glamour. Vegas is also tits and glamour. It's true. Yeah. But no, I was This is where Nico's mind is at when we're recording episodes. I think about tits a lot too, to be fair. They're great. But yeah, anyways, Candy, so obviously, you've obviously already mentioned that you're a fan of. Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's version. Like, are, yes. are, are you a fan of his in general, or like, is it? Just... I don't watch. Uh, I don't, I'm not a big superhero movie fan. Yeah. I'm not going to be one of those people like I hate them or anything. They're just not for me. I'm not the demographic. I've watched some, but a four hour cut of the Justice League can fuck all the way off. I'm not going to watch that shit. <laughs> Plus, I was a Marvel person when I read comics back in you know high school and shit. So in the 90s, when when they were really good X Men stories coming out, but. Those, those were all kind of disappointing and I wasn't going to chance it on DC. So fuck that. No, yeah. I don't watch those. I've only seen, the only other movie I've seen was Dawn of the Dead. So I came into it pretty high. Yeah. Like I mean, expecting good, I guess, or better than I got, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's it. That's what Ooh, I'm that's His DC cut, his DC cut was better than uh, Josh Whedon. Because they got Josh Whedon to finish it instead of him. And honestly, his cut's better than Josh Whedon. I'll, I'll give him that, but it's still not as good as what folk make out. Folk make out is this great masterpiece and everything. 
If you uh, put a gun to my head and said four hours of Justice League or death, I'd probably pick death. Like, I don't <laughs> know that I would do that. Well, Sorry. I'm a massive Batman fan, so I, thought, I, I liked the stuff he was doing with Batman. He seemed to get that character right. But unfortunately for him, everything else in it was shit. I, I'm, I'm he seems to he seems to do this. I've noticed in a lot of his films, he seems to get one thing right in it and hope everybody sticks to that and then tries to change everything else. And stop fucking doing that. It's it's not right. What, what, what do you think? Apart so was his opening scene the one thing he got right in this film? <laughs> that and Dieter. That's the, it. The other thing, right, and I, I will come on to Dieter in just a minute, but the other thing that I think when I was going into this film that really had me hyped. And we talked about this, uh, Nico, when we covered Knock at the Cabin. And obviously, yeah. Dave Batista is our main character. He's our star of the movie. And we talked about this when we were like sort of comparing him to some of like other wrestling performers who have made that transition yeah. into the mainstream. Because a lot of wrestlers are in films, but a lot of them don't make it to the mainstream in terms of movies. Yeah. You think of, like the obviously, The Rock... Uh, John Cena are probably and Batista are probably your three main. Roddy artists. Piper. Roddy I'm Piper sorry, maybe it, that's yeah. showing my age, but Roddy Piper is God. Yeah, Roddy Piper. Yeah. Um, Andre the Giant did back in the but day, but you know, obviously Piper all... didn't have a lot of a career, so. He, he, he kind of made it possible for people to make the transition with they yeah. live. He made it possible to make the transition to big budget movies. Was he a great actor? No. But did he have charisma and was he fun? Absolutely. They live as a masterpiece. You, you fucking love I, I love Piper. I <laughs> Piper fucking love dude. Piper. But like I'm just saying, like, apart from they live, there's not fucking much else he was in, is there? No, Hell comes the frog town. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a trash Fuck. classic. I'm sorry. <laughs> You love it so much, oh, it's good. I know, it's so wrong. I forgot about that. I just got in my head. That it's so bad, it's good. Oh, no. But anyways, the point the point that I'm making is, obviously, we were talking about The Rock, and The Rock is probably the most successful, right? He's made the most money. And yeah. if you're looking at it from purely, like, a financial aspect, The Rock is easily, like, the most successful wrestler come actor that... Well, he was the industry. biggest draw in Hollywood yeah. at one point. However, when you sit and you actually go through The Rock's filmography... There's very few actually good movies in there. They're all very yeah. similar. They're all movies where The Rock is playing The Rock. The Rock. You know, yeah. and... Like, that's the thing. Batista in this is playing Batista. Well, no, but this is... What he, he's, he's doing the wrestler yeah, this in this is, one. This and every I'm, other one, he's not. But this is what I'm going to come on to. Because obviously John Cena, again, is having a very successful career. Probably with a bit more varying roles than The Rock does because he does a lot of comedy movies. He does, you know, action films. He was in just uh, not Justice League, yeah. um, Suicide Squad, you know. So he's he's got a, a variation of movies. Whereas we talked about this, Batista, if you look at his filmography, he's got fantastic filmography and he's a really great actor. And whether that's things like Knock at the Cabin that we reviewed our, uh, late last year, whether that's uh, his appearance... I thought that class, was really great. Yeah, whether that's his yeah. appearance on, you know... Um, What's the one that came after Knives Out? Glass Onion. You know, where I thought he was really fucking but, good in that. And, he, and a whole host of other films. Like, you know, he's been in, you know, James Bond movies. He's been in, you know, he's been doing... That's what I was about to say. He's actually a good Bond villain. He, he's, he's very good as a yeah. Bond villain, even though he's got hardly any lines, so, you know? knowing that, I would probably say that he's my favourite actor from being, you know, a professional wrestler. It was so just, like, I'm so excited. I was like... But not I, in this. I was, no, well, that's what I'm saying, because I went that... I think that's what gave me my expectations of this movie because i was like right batista's picked it in general it seems throughout his career that he's made smarter choices about the movies that he's in in terms of how good they are 
Yeah. So I went into this purely based on that with an expectation that this was going to be somewhat decent. And in the end, Nico, like you say, he's just played the character of Batista, really. You know, he's played he's played the professional yeah, wrestling. It... And that never works when they do that. They need, like, they need... To, it's so much better when they show their actual personality and their actual characters rather than their wrestling personas. But this is a weird thing, right? So I was talking to folk. You know, I've got quite a wide range of ages that folk that I talk to. It seems to be. That's a barefaced lie, Nico. You have no friends. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking coming from you, right? Anyway, fucking. So yeah, fucking. Basically, I noticed it was like it seems to be. See if you're thirty, you're not a fan of this or above. See if you're below thirty, they fucking love this shit. I don't understand. My kids did not like it. So really? under yeah, they but they they've been raised with my tastes in movies and horror. So they were just kind of my daughter just dipped on me. I'm like, don't leave me. <laughs> and she was like, This is good, <laughs> mom. And I'm like, all right. So I you know. brought them up right, is what you're saying. <laughs> Basically, yes. They have taste. I think, I think but yeah, it's I think it I think that's why it appeals to a lot of a lot of the younger ones of a, a, a less attention span than like we used to. So I think that's why this being so many different things in one, it appeals to them. I'm not, I don't even think it's necessarily like so many different things that makes that appeal. Um, I think you're probably right. There is probably a slightly generational thing about this movie. I feel like I, in general, obviously can't speak for everyone, but in general, a younger audience is probably more likely to be kinder to this movie than say people of our era and older because we obviously grew up with you know a whole different variety of zombie movie um, right yeah the thing for me is but i i had one screaming in my face saying this was just genius and i'm like oh, you're fucking shitting me right oh they're my god on, they're never getting on the show <laughs> yeah no and um, the thing for me is right so even if you just boil this down as being like this sort of action horror comedy right there's not enough action in it for it to be an action movie. There's not enough comedy yep. in it for be to be a comedy movie. And there's not enough horror in it to be a horror movie. It just doesn't it just doesn't achieve anything. And there's not enough yeah. heist in it for be for it to be a heist movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah. There's not enough anything exactly. of it to be in anything, really. Um I think as well, right like, so obviously like we've we've kind of touched upon a few things, but let's let's go to the comedy because I know both of you have got points about deer. And Dieter, realistically, yeah. in this movie, is he's our comic relief, right? He's yeah. he's really the oh, like for a horror comedy though. To there only really to be one character in there to like really provide that comic relief. In yeah. my opinion, is nowhere near enough. I do think he has his moments. I think he's quite funny. Um, I think he's probably like if I if I was to find a redeeming factor in this movie, Dieter would probably be it. Just but he has a tragic flaw. That's what I. That's my funny thing about him is the bad thing. Um, if you want me to go into it, just really quick. And it's yeah, little, go for it. It's a little like you kind of. I don't speak German. My kids do um, because they studied it. I did all the Latin languages, but I do know a couple of German words. They go into Dieter. They need somebody to undo this fucking lock, and they need like a, somebody to crack a safe. You know. And they lay out the plans and it says Götterdämmerung at the top. I know what the fuck that means. And I was like, oh, the dusk of the gods. You're all going to die is what it's telling you. And he doesn't think to bring that up. He who knows German doesn't say, hey, we're all going to die. This, this, that's what this means, this big German word. But uh, cool, I'll go with you. I mean, hey, 
chump change to a billionaire? Why the fuck not? I'll die for that. Like, no, you but it's because that's going to happen uh, right there. Completes his collect- well, that's because it completes his collection from the Thieves movie. Because that's the last one of the set of those safes. Oh, okay. I see. I, when they recommended so, Army of Thieves to me at the end of this movie, I just turned the TV off. <laughs> I see, that, like, that's actually decent, so I will, I will well, give the, them that. The problem, that is, the problem is, no, I, I, I haven't seen Army of Thieves, so I'm just going to take your word for it, Nico. But you get to the end of this movie, you've just sat through like over two hours of this shit, and they go, now yeah. watch the sequel, prequel, whatever the fuck it is. You're, you're prequel, yeah. You are, who the fuck is going to do that? Like who the fuck is not this? me? I value my time. And got into the end of that movie and gone. See, even... I wouldn't have watched it if I wasn't drunk watching this. I wish I'd been drunk watching this. I wish I'd been but drunk yeah. watching this. I was not. Unfortunately, it was the middle of the day, and I was just like, "Well, fuck." Um, but yeah, that just him. It says right there, and it sounds like a suicide mission anyway. But it's basically telling you this is a suicide mission, and everyone's gonna die. And he's all like, "I'm in." I'm like, "Oh, you're stupid." <laughs> I'm mean, like, you guys can go die on your own. Um, bye. This is literally telling me, please don't do this. You're all gonna die. Yeah, that's what it means. I think Nico's camera's frozen. He looks like he's but oh, in the is. middle yeah. of a sneeze. Yeah. yeah. Are you okay, Nico? Your camera's jumping. We may lose Nico mm-hmm. at some point. I think he's, he's uh, having some technical issues. Yeah, it it jumped a little bit. I it, it went a bit mental. Okay. But yeah, so obviously... But yeah, yeah, like, if I hadn't watched this drunk, I don't think I would have watched Thieves, and I like Thieves. Yeah, we've lost Nico. Uh, Nico will come back into the show in just a couple of seconds, and we'll just carry on without him for now, uh, while he sorts out his technical issues. Um, But yeah, like, you've got, like, that. that's obviously such a huge flaw in this movie, like you say. You know, that's, that's something that's really glaring. Again, we can only really go with what Nico's saying about Ar- uh, Army of Thieves, but to me, this movie, you're not setting up any sort of franchise, you know, where people aren't really going to be invested in the storyline because, and, and and a prequel, because you've not given us a storyline. There's no, like you said earlier, there's no real massive plot to this. And and while I like Dieter more than any of the other characters, because he's probably the most relatable to most of us, like, you know, I'm going to be like, protect me, I'm the nerd, I don't know how to use the gun, I don't know how to shoot, but uh, I can do nerd shit like tell you what this word means uh stuff like that but uh there's not enough to Dieter and he does another incredibly stupid thing later that I don't we can't mention right now but uh it's not enough for me to be interested in the character to watch a whole thing about him no. like I'm like he's kind of a fucking idiot genius yeah that's because it, like... he does two really stupid things that I'm like that I don't need to watch a movie about how stupid he is. I think the thing is as well for me in this, and Nico is just a way to rejoin us, so hopefully his uh, his issues have sorted out. Um, but I think the thing for me is in this movie is that we've got this sort of whole gang of characters, you know, and there's there's quite a few and quite a lot of different characters in this movie, but there's absolutely zero depth to ninety percent of them, like no depth at all. Now, I think there was at one point. I can't remember. I can't Can remember you... her character's name at one point, but um, the scene where she's there, like she's like, they're like trying to sneak through all the like hibernating zombies, and the bodyguard like sends her in the wrong direction. I can't remember that character's name. You got here. I can't remember now. her name either. We, we can hear you now. Yeah. Cool. Um, I can't remember. That's but that's like up until that scene, I had no fucking idea who she was. She popped up. I watched that scene and I was <laughs> like. 
who is she? Like, I didn't even know she was in the film before that. I remembered her from a lens flare filter scene where she was shooting a gun when they were practicing shooting. Yeah. And I don't remember what her name is either because I should know that, but I don't. But that's it. We should, it must we should not have been important. Exactly. So what did I miss? We, we're, I'm talking about how there's absolutely no depth to any of the characters. And while you're gone, yeah. I said Dieter, I, he's not enough to inspire a prequel for me because he did two stupid things. One was the Goethe Demerong, not telling them what it means. And then the second one I haven't mentioned yet, but I'll get to it. Yeah. Later. Oh. Uh, well, was- yeah, uh, the thing I was trying to say about it is I've seen the prequel. The, he's got a set of safes that he wants to crack. That's how he gets into safe cracking. Because he just starts practicing. It's meant to be unbreakable safes. And that's the last one that he does in Army. Is the last one of the set. That's why he's like not giving a shit what it's called. But this is what we're saying. Even though like he is the comedy relief of the movie, there's not enough depth and he's not an interesting enough character for us to go and sit and watch another entire movie about him. Yeah, I don't think if I wasn't... If I hadn't like forgot what this was i don't think i would have watched the prequel yeah because yeah. yeah that's fair i mean like you've watched it i don't know whether i'm gonna go and watch the prequel or not um i would recommend it. i think you would like it but you know i have other things John said it was good but he also said this movie is good so <laughs> yeah, i don't see I... myself watching it I think at this point no more recommendations. i got him back for last night with a movie so okay. no more recommendations from sean <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the prequel. The prequel. There's no zombies or nothing. It's a lot tidier. It's it's basically a funny heist movie. So That's all it is. They've, so they've essentially taken the so making this movie. They've just taken out, or what it sounds like is they've taken out all the extra shit that's actually made this movie shit. Yes, it's pretty much what they've done. Okay, uh, I mean, if I happen to find myself with a spare couple of hours at one point. And I might check it out, but I'm certainly not in any kind of rush to go. And, and it's built all around Dieter, I'm not going to lie. It is pretty much him being funny through the whole thing. Well, I mean, they, they we, obviously we're talking about the comedy, but we do have, um, again, I've forgotten. This, this is what I'm saying. The characters are so stereotypical and so forgetful. You forget like, their name. The... I've actually got them on the phone here so I can remember <laughs> why do they? Names, why is only one woman is. wearing a full shirt and it's the lesbian? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the pilot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, our lesbian it, pilot character is the only one that knows how to wear sleeves. I'm like, if there are things that could bite me and turn me, I would be putting on full sleeves. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think I'd be putting on fucking body armor. Fuck that I mean, shit. I, 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 I feel <laughs> like at least they, I feel like they tried to make her a little bit of a bit of comic relief as well, but like they just don't give her anywhere near enough to do for it to come. Not funny either, to be honest. She was definitely what I would call fodder, you know? I mean, like, yeah. there's somebody to kill. There's a reason why her appearance in the movie is relatively odd, and I'll get into that when we do the trivia, because she wasn't originally supposed to be in the movie, and they had to, like, superimpose her into a lot of this film. So, uh, oh, yeah. But, really? Um, so I'll, but I'll get into that when we do the trivia, because there is reasons behind that. So I get why that's maybe, like, a little bit odd, but again, once again, for the money they spent making this movie... They could have done a hell of a lot fucking better than that. Um, when we're talking about the characters, obviously you've already said there's a lot of like fodder there. Um, yeah. To the point where none of us can really remember the names of. A I lot remember of Maria. I remember. I remember uh, Dieter, and I remember Va- is it Vandero? How you're supposed to pronounce it? Aye. Uh, um, and I only remember that because 
you know, I've got him at my notes here, like, at the last, because he's obviously involved in the last scene. So Vandero essentially gets trapped in the vault. And then later on in the scene... Now, they, they, he's, like, it's such a bizarre character for me, though, because he starts off supposedly being this kind of, like, badass, and then he has, like, it's almost like buddy cop moment with Dieter, where they kind yeah. of become friends, and then Dieter yeah. saves his life, and then he pops up at the end of the movie, and we're all like, okay, so somebody at least fucking survived this film. But he really wouldn't survive it because it's radiation. I mean, he would die right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've played Fallout. I know about my stuff. You know, it's like, <laughs> this is Fallout it's, it's in Vegas right. right here. You know, it's like, he, there's no way he would survive walking out of Vegas through all that radiation from a nuke that everybody thought would be really cool. I'm quoting the movie here to launch on the 4th of July. That sounds like some American shit right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would be one of those people like, don't do it. Um, so, cause you know, a nuke's going to destroy half of the country at least that the West coast is gone. I think, but yeah, this guy can walk out of it. And with, I'm like, come on now. You would have had to be in that vault for like 30 years before you could walk out of it. I think the thing for me is, though, with that character, it feels like they're trying to make him one of the more likable characters. They, they try to give him this, like, friendship, this arc. I feel like he's probably one of the ones they're trying to make you care about. So that when he pops yeah. up at the end, we're supposed to be like, oh, good, he survived, you know? Um, our main character died, but who gives a fuck? Because this guy survived. And then... They turn him into the ultimate piece of shit because there's always that one guy in a zombie movie that yeah. hides the fucking bite. Yeah, I, I hate those cunts. Yeah, yeah. When he, when they were like, "Oh, you feel so cold," I'm like, "Son of a bitch." Yeah, and we, and we, yeah. And, that was same as me. Fuck, same as me. The thing is, though, we Fuck, as same. fans of the genre, we know, we know we they, we don't need them to show us that. We know exactly what's happening as soon as he shows any signs of a symptom. We know what the fuck's happening. I was pissed. Yeah. That really fucked me off. Like this movie, right? Oh, well, I was pissed about it too. I'm like, oh my god! Like, do this movie it insisted the entire time that I'm an idiot, and I don't like that. Yeah, I just think the thing is yeah. like, I to sit through this movie and be generally pissed off about it, and it was literally like Zack Snyder's gone right at the very end. I've made something that's really shit. But fuck you, I'm going to make it even worse in this final scene. It just felt like a big yeah. fucking middle finger to me as a viewer. And it really it did. pissed me it off. It was awful. It was an awful feeling. Yeah. Okay. We're definitely on the same page. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I, think, um, I think for uh, you know for our first episodes all together, this is... Uh... <laughs> I was afraid I was going to be like super negative energy. You know I'm like... <laughs> Fuck, this fucking sucks. I was like going through, like I said, the, the stages of grief throughout the film. I'm like, finally got to acceptance and then I got angry all over again. And I'm like, <laughs> I think the thing for me is, Nico, I, I, I think I mentioned to you, Candy, we generally don't talk about how we feel about movies um, before we go into it so everything can be nice and fresh for the episode. I, I thought you were going to like this, Nico, because you've got shit taste. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when we recorded the little episode during the middle of the week, uh, I just said, I said one thing. I said, uh, Ian, did you, you didn't pick Army of the Dead, did you? He's like, oh, no, I picked Measure. I'm like, of course you did. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, I, I'm going to be ruining somebody's day. 
Oh. But <laughs> no, no, at all. I, I, I'm glad, Nico, that you're on the same page with us because, uh, you know, if, if you weren't, I think I would have some serious concerns about your mental state. <laughs> um, what a question for you guys. What is it about Zack Snyder and his obsession with zombie babies? Yes, I I was going to say something about that. And here's a little background information I happen to have. I didn't make notes for this episode because for Army and Dead, because there's not a lot to note about. But um, in the original story, John Russo and okay, John Russo and George uh, Romero did the original Night of Living Dead, but they split ways. Right. So. So Russo would go on to do the Return of Living Dead stuff. And then Romero continued making the original of the dead stuff. And Russo went on after they split after Night Living Dead. And he wrote a book that would be the basis for like Dawn of the Dead. And there is a zombie baby in it. It's very hard to find. It's out of print. I do have a copy. But the baby in it was actually born and was fine. But this soldier's running around with them doing flips and shit, literally. And I'm like, that baby's fucking dead. And at the end, baby's turned into a zombie. Okay, cool, because he died. And everybody has the virus or whatever it is. And um, so in Dawn of the Dead, I hated the part with the zombie baby. It was stupid, but it was a nod to Russo's original story. In this one, it's just stupid. It's like Lion King for the fucking zombies. Like, we got another zombie fetus. Uh, I knew it immediately when he was put his head down by her stomach. I'm like, oh, God, she's fucking yeah. fighting me. Why don't you just fucking shoot me now? I don't want to deal with this. Like, this is stupid. Zack Snyder, we get it. We watched Dawn of the Dead. Please stop slapping me in the face with it. Yeah. It, it, and there's maybe a follow-up to this because it's not popular. We'll, I'll get into how popular this movie actually is because you're not wrong, Nico. This uh, was like one of the biggest hits Netflix has ever had. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's mental. Um, it's gross. It's, it's it's actually insane. But I think the thing is like it's like again, and it goes back to what we were talking about, like the overall concept of this movie. It's like he's trying to reinvent the wheel when it comes to zombie movies. Yeah. And, you know, I think for for a lot of people, you know, you go back to that sort of Night of the Living Dead movies where you've got these really sort of slow-moving zombies. And then, you know, later in time, we're introduced to these really sort of rapid, fast-moving zombies. And then, over obviously, over time, you've got, like, different kinds of zombies. You've got, like, rage-infected people that are not really zombies. You've got people who are genuinely reanimated. Like, there's all these different aspects of things. But to, I think bringing in the concept that... They, they, they are smart, intelligent, they hibernate, they can reproduce and have understand the concept of revenge. Like, you're, you're, and you're really, really, like, stretching my limit from It's what, a rage. Yeah, like, You're what, taking away all the stuff that makes a zombie fun. You know what I mean? A zombie right. is a brainless killing machine. Yeah. And, and now you're giving it feelings and fucking making it do the Lion King. And honestly, one of the scariest things about a zombie to me, uh, when I was a kid, you know, growing up on like Romero stuff in the 80s, it was like, you know, the, the scary thing about zombies is they didn't need to hibernate or sleep. They kept going. So they might be slow moving, but you had to rest at some point. That yep. had an element of danger to it. It's like, okay, now they can hibernate and it. they can fuck. Fantastic. That's it, though. The, the, that's the whole thing about them. They're relentless. That's it. Like, it's this relentless terror that you're supposed to get from a zombie movie. And they completely yeah. eliminate that from this movie. 100%. The fact that they can yeah. also, like, reproduce and the, the, the revenge thing is just ridiculous. At this point, I don't even think, like, 
they're not even zombies at this point then this is something new so that i like can we even call this a zombie movie at this point i know there are like it's almost like the zombie drones but they can also be reasoned with as well because they leave out an offering for them at the very beginning when they enter vegas so that they'll leave them alone and not to mention that like there are titular army of the dead leaves those three women including that woman Gita that kate was friends with um alive for whatever reason why would they because they ended up turning the like rapey guy yeah and oh but but they leave these three women alive for what what was the purpose of that i also like i really dislike how they dealt with that like not the fact that he got a comeuppance. I just dislike the fact that there was a cut. Like, there was really no need for us to have a character like that in this movie either. Like, it's just, yet again, something that's completely crammed into this movie. It's not dealt with particularly tactfully. And then they just, like, yeah. kill him off. And it's just like, what was the fucking point of having that even in the film? Sort of a better I film. sort of get having him there. Because, basically, you would get fucking predators like that in a situation no, like I'm not that. saying... Because you always get... But yeah, I understand why it was there, but it was done shit, and it was it, it didn't need to do it. Yeah, no, but I understand it, why it, it was there. It just ends up being yet another aspect of this movie that's been crammed in and done poorly, and it yeah. just adds into all of those other things that are also you know fucking terrible about this film. And don't get me started on Kate, the daughter. <laughs> yeah, uh, start start on Kate. <laughs> Go. <laughs> oh please okay all right kate like i understand like she she could have existed for dramatic reasons and stuff but to literally go and get everyone killed but herself including the person that she was sure was alive which didn't make any sense that gita was still alive it's been days right it doesn't make sense that she's left she's willing to get all these people killed the one rule her dad stepdad whatever had for her don't stray from the group she strays from the group and literally the helicopter pilot is saying we only have nine minutes. And even at that point, you're not going to outfly a fucking nuke, man. Like, come on. But so like, oh, better hurry. I'm like, it's nine minutes, man. I'm going to see how far I can go. Bye. Go deal with her. Because she literally gets a lot of people killed. And uh. um, for this one woman, and she gets the woman killed too, who the, the woman's miraculously alive, but she gets that woman killed anyway. And it's like, what was the point of you going? Yeah, I, I want to pick. If up my on... kids pulled some shit like that, I would have been like, "Young lady, get the fuck over there, and you stay there, and you're not coming with me. I will kick your ass." I want to get a touch on your point about: Is it ever actually explained why they leave Gita alive? Is that no. explained? Because I, 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 I didn't understand. I'm like, I'm just, oh, she is alive. Okay, just, how did she? How did she know where this woman is? She just, yeah. I guess, she's in there with all the main zombies or something, and then and she wants to get past them fighting. How? You know what I mean? Well, that's it. Like, it's, yeah. Vegas is, you know, a, a big place. You know, they literally could be anywhere. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just a strip. I, like that's I said, what I was, thinks. I was just there in October, <laughs> and it's like, I was just at, like, the, I was in the oldest casino hotel there, the El Cortez, which is kind of, like, at the end of Fremont Street. I mean, they're just, all you have to do is walk a mile, and there, you pass, like, 50 casinos, practically. I mean, there's so many. There's so many places and so many things to do. Like, that place is fucking huge. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. I just, you know, so, like, again, yet another aspect of this movie that's just been unexplained. And then they also tried to give us, speaking of Kate and, you know, Batista, um, Scott. His character's called Scott. <laughs> so Scott, that's how Batista. He's, he's our main character. And I, I'll call him Batista. It's, it's easier. Um, you know, yeah. they also tried, they tried to, like, give us this really intricate backstory about them and like their 
their troubles with each other and this uh, really troubled past that they've had. But again, never really go into it. And then they try to like ha have this sort of redemption arc with them where they like make up and everything's fine. And I think the scene at the end where Batista, you know, is dying and they have this sort of really corny, cringeworthy like makeup chat. And it's just, are we supposed to care? Ranched completely from Planet Terror, by yeah. the way. Yeah, like. Uh, I, I, I thought I recognized it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you're going to finally tell, because they're, they're, you know, the one guy's died. Like, are you going to find me, finally tell me your secret of your barbecue? And that's what they talk about. It's like, okay, so you've seen Planet Terror. Zack Snyder, you've shown me all the things you've seen, and none of your shit is as good as any of that. Well, speaking of things you've seen. Uh, that was annoying me, because I thought I did recognize it. And I've, I've, for ages, I was like, I'm just fucking mistaken. Planet Terror. Well, th thank you for that. That's fucking, that's good. Because well, it's been ages since I've seen that. Speaking of, you know, movies that Zack Snyder has seen, did anyone else also pick up on the fact that this movie is pretty much a, a much shitter carbon copy to Aliens? Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, little um, Easter eggs, I think, I don't even involving think it. I, think it. it goes, I definitely... I, it goes, I just need somebody, like, game over, man, game over. It, it, honestly, yeah. I think it goes beyond Easter eggs, though, when it comes to Aliens. Like, the, like, if you actually look at the sort of concepts of this movie, obviously with minor differences, it's pretty much the same. You know, group going in to find uh, missing people. You've got, like, uh, one person in the group who's, you know, fucking everyone else over. You've got the person in the group who was originally fucking everyone else over, but ended up with, like, a nice ending. But then this movie gave them a really cunty ending. You know, you've, even to the point where you've got the fucking pilot, you know, and then them die. Like, this, I think this movie is a current fucking copy of Aliens, just with not zombie zombies. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, this, this is what it felt like when I was talking about. Not, like, not going to fucking say anything against that. You're fucking spot on. Uh, I, I usually. Yeah, it's like pieces of other movies, pieces of video games, because I, I saw definite references to Fallout New Vegas. Uh, when on the in the strip on New Vegas, one of the uh, casinos in in Fallout New Vegas is Gomorrah. Yeah. And Gamora. there's Gomorrah in this. There's Left 4 Dead. It's haunting us, you know. Whatever. I, I played Left 4 Dead games, so Left 4 Dead references. There's there's pieces of all kinds of pop culture thrown in there, like this. Like I'm gonna throw everything in the zeitgeist at this and see if it'll work. And people might be tricked into thinking it might be an original idea or something. There aren't any original ideas. And listen, I have yeah. no, I have that's, no that's issues. That's to start. I have no issues with Easter eggs being in there and references from video games and references from other movies because us as fans, we generally, references, yes. we generally fucking really like that shit. And I think had this been even just a half decent yeah. movie, we probably would have been sitting here being like, how fucking cool was that? Like they referenced Fallout New Vegas in this movie. Fallout New Vegas, one of my favorite games of uh, all time, by the, the way. So, you know, like... it. it you that's, know, that's my favorite. Yeah. It's my favorite Fallout game. Anyway. But as I was saying, yeah, it's... Exactly what you were saying there. It's it's as if he's just he's trying to do a Jason Paul. He's chucked all the fucking paint at the thing and went, "Well, that'll do." Yeah. 100%. Now I'm an artist. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Aye. Splat! Look, it's what. Oh dear. Um, oh. Well, we've gone through all my bullet points because I really didn't want to talk about this movie for too long because it's upsetting to me. Uh, Nico. Anything we've missed that you want to talk about, and then Candy will open up the floor for you. Nah, no, really, because this, it, like, it, it, it 
seemed like it was going to be a good movie. That's what's even more disappointing. You know what I mean? Because the start, I did like the start, and that the thing that got me the most is if I if I hadn't seen that bit, I wouldn't have recommended this at all. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't have had this on the podcast at all. And it's just, it's upsetting that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely fair, though. Like, if you're going into something thinking it's going to be one thing. And then, listen, sometimes, there have been times where I've sort of done that and been relatively pleasantly surprised when it turns out to be something slightly different. This is definitely not one of those cases. No. Okay. This is one that I could tell from the trailer, because I do remember when it came out, and Sean was interested in watching it. I watched the trailer, I said, that's going to suck. Just because I could tell... Um, I'm a writer. I'm like, there is just way too many things going on in this that cannot possibly all be crammed into one movie. And then the movie's even worse than you think it's going to be. I mean, I was like, I'm, I can, I've sat through some really shitty movies. I can do this. I turned out like, man, I went, my resolve was gone. I'm like, can I take a smoke break and you don't pause it? it sometimes I have to judge like, how many times I want to smoke a cigarette when I'm watching a movie, like how bad the movie is. Um, and, New cigarette rating coming soon. Yeah, I just—I'm a social smoker mostly, but yeah. So when I'm on podcasts, I smoke a lot, but uh, I don't usually smoke like that. But the thing is, is uh, another thing—the Dieter thing. Okay, so Dieter has the time. When I was saying his second tragic flaw, these are the things I think is funny because this movie sucks so bad, and it's because it's—I don't understand. Okay, we got the—you know—like I, I mentioned, you know, him not mentioning what the Gutterdammerung means. But then also, here's my newfound buddy cop friend, and I'm going to save his life. He has enough time to get the fuck in there. He has enough time to get in that fucking vault. And he's just like, I'm going to die for this. I cracked the safe or whatever his fucking life's mission was. I guess he did it because he was like, I'm I can I'm willingly going to go out here and die. Like there was yeah. plenty of time to get the fuck in that vault. And I, and that made me so mad. I'm like, he's the only halfway decent character and he's still not great, but like it's, it's, he's relatable yeah. in, in certain ways. Like, like that would be the me of the group. Like protect me, I'm a nerd. I can do stuff. I know things. Um, oh, oh, I thought something that I forgot. What did you guys think of the tiger thing? Oh, I fucking hated the tiger. I actually forgot all about I it. I hated it. I fucking hated it. I thought it <laughs> so much. I thought it looked it looked terrible. It really yeah. did look like shit. The horse looked better, but uh, the, the tiger pissed me off because, um, you know, with the coyote, you know, she's all like, "Well, we don't, we don't fuck with Valentine the tiger." But then later on, the one guy starts shooting at it. The clearly evil guy that they take with them. Surprise, surprise! He fucks him over, but you know, he starts shooting at him, and she's like, "Oh, I guess we'll shoot at the, the tiger now." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, go get your own rule. Yeah, but I thought it looked fucking horrible. Like, it looked it, terrible. It did look so bad. It was. Yeah, and it was it clearly was... a showpiece. You know, yeah. they were counting on that to look super cool, and you could yeah. tell by the time devoted to it and sort of guards and runs patrol. And I'm like, this looks. This is stupid. This yeah. is fucking dumb. Yeah, that was the only thing that I, I forgot to bring up. Sorry, but yeah, totally. Because there, there's the whole bit where. You, you see the tiger and it's standing next to the guy and everything and it's it's a bit, it's meant to be this is the cool scene but and you just look at it and you're like that is one of the worst CGI's I've seen in God knows how long. Yeah, no, I and you know I'm glad we got a tiger death. You know, like not that the tiger died, but obviously it was already dead. It's a zombie <laughs> tiger. We're talking. Yeah, I'm getting confused <laughs> in my own 
trying to get caught up in the plot. But like when it kills the bad guy, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I hurt myself doing that. Um, yeah, like when it kills the bad guy, you're like, uh, cool, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be cool at this point, but it's not been cool once. Yep. I mean, when, when we got that, I, I had completely forgotten about the tiger. It, like the, this, this move again. It, cr- it tries to cram so much in that every time it crams something new into my brain, something else from this movie just like left it. And the tiger yeah. was definitely one of them. When that tiger wasn't on the yeah. screen, I forgot all about the fucking tiger. So yeah, and I, it looked shit. It really was like I, I, they absolutely were trying to make it this sort of big set piece of the movie. I felt like it was maybe something they thought they could maybe market around. But it was, it was, it was not good. I think the last yeah. thing for me as well before, uh, before we move on is you know we get this really really long fucking movie, and when they have to go and save uh, Kate and Gita, and obviously by this point the like lead fucking zombie has become this like unstoppable killing machine. There's so many times yeah. in this movie they could have just fucking killed him. By the way, like that. that don't even get me started on that. They could have just taken him. Yeah, out. I so fucking lost easy. track of the numbers after a while. But the, yeah, but the whole Batista having to go in and save them was so, and I feel really shitty saying this because I did not want this to be any longer. But that ending was so rushed. That whole sort of final sequence, yeah, was yeah. so fucking rushed that you've literally just spent all this. It... Nico, yeah, it's it's like yeah, you said it was totally rushed, like. That's the only bit they should have invested time in at that point. Like, yeah. the whole middle bit is just, like, fucking filler. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so much fucking filler in this film. It's 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 garbage. I think... Yeah, you know, for it to be that long and then to still not get your story really resolved and told... Um, uh, what pissed me off most at the end, because I was fucking... Like I said, I've been through all the different stages. Bargaining, grief, anguish, sadness acceptance start over again but um with tig Nataro, who played our i can't remember her name in the uh movie but she was our helicopter pilot mechanic um saying okay we're done in nine minutes hurry up and then they're literally like maybe 60 seconds i gotta fly out there i'm like she doesn't really think she can outfly the nuke right and then when they go down i'm like what the fuck did you think was gonna happen there like really or like i don't like when people self-sacrifice if like it's stupid and like so and the coyote self-sacrifices it's like i thought it was a dumb way i would have got on the fucking helicopter and took my chances you're probably gonna die anyway you didn't have to die like that fucking like awesome. i don't know it was just stupid that fucking final speaking about comparisons to aliens even the fact that the fucking helicopter was gone and then showed up that yeah oh, I, so I, I called that too i said okay yeah. and here it comes and three two yeah so predictable so fucking mad because we've seen it before, haven't we? Yes. Seen it done a million yeah. fucking times. And seen it done better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we move on, guys, last call for you, Stu. Uh, anything else you'd like to highlight about this movie? No, definitely not now. No, <laughs> Candy? Yeah. I think it's shitty that Kate lived when she got everybody else killed. <laughs> yeah. No. That was bullshit. And I think I was supposed to sympathize with her, but I didn't because she was dumb. I don't sympathize with dumb people. Yeah, so all yeah. of the characters in this film. <laughs> the thing is... Stupid. Well, right, see, 
I went into this recording thinking that I was going to try and be like fair and level-headed about this movie. I have definitely talked myself down to a much lower score than I originally intended to give this. <laughs> I'm thinking my score is still too high. <laughs> oh, but there's probably a, there's at least four characters in this movie that we've not even talked about. You know? Oh, Maria. I did want to mention something about Maria. Batista's, uh, like, I guess they had something going on after Kate's mom died and then he ran yeah. off. Or whatever. She goes on the fucking heist in zombie world uh, where Nuke's about to drop because she loves him. And I'm like, I'm a big romantic, but I would have been like, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, and she's like, I don't if even want the money. Back, I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't even want the money. I just want you. I'm like, you fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and then they they snap her head and I'm like, well, okay yeah. that you deserve that girl but then you know we've also got uh we haven't even talked about te- technically our sort of villain of the movie tanaka who sends them on this sort of wild goose chase suicide mission because he's a fucking nothing character you know absolutely nothing yeah. there's no comeuppance for it like it's just he's not even evil enough no yeah and um because clearly a guy who's got billions of dollars isn't going to send somebody for a couple million that's like nothing to him yeah i mean that's obviously a cover for something else and especially when he's like and you're taking this fucking dude with you i was like nope it's it's when he's trying to get the head and he's like this is worth billions of dollars fucking and you're like oh here we go fucking this is we've also got uh guzman who's like our youtube uh zombie killer as well. See, I understand why he goes. Good footage. Sure. Sure. You've also got a Lily. You seem like kind of a dumbass. You've got yeah, this... but that's the whole point. He's Logan Paul, is he? <laughs> you've also got this Lily character who is supposed to be like a badass, but randomly leads teams into Las Vegas for no real apparent reason. I don't fucking... Like, I just... There's just there's is that two... the coyote one? Yeah, yeah, she's the coyote. Yeah, I didn't even know she. Had a what was her name. accent, by the way? Because I couldn't pinpoint it. I have no clue. I I stopped. I, I, it sounded kind of Slavic, like maybe Russian or something at some points, and sometimes it sounded like, you know, a typical like Latin, um, you know, kind of accent. But I couldn't really pinpoint where the fuck she was from. I was yeah. like, I guess it doesn't matter anyway. I need something to focus on. <laughs> but yeah there's there's so many of these fucking characters and if we if we actually sat and like broke it down and had to speak about each one i'd like to say this movie with this episode would take like three fucking hours but there's probably only about three no. minutes of things we could say about each fucking character each one, yeah. they're so fucking shallow and even then that's still they're not, not even the... one dimensional they're half no, but that's what I'm saying. even then that's still not all the characters because we've barely mentioned fucking gita we've barely mentioned <laughs> the bodyguard we've barely mentioned like the rapey police officer like this this there's so much that like in this movie and none of it's good so and how much how little we've talked about batista's character because there's not any dimension there either no there's, yeah. there's none there's absolutely none. they tried sort of i guess okay they tried badly right I'm going to call this a portion of the discussion here um, because I think I, f- I I feel it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to get myself a bit pissed off about this film. Yeah, yeah my blood pressure's <laughs> going. So we're going to move oh. on uh, and we're going to go into our next segment and talk about some trivia. 
I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. Ah, okay. The cat okay. came in, sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, as always, we'll start off with the finances of this movie. So according to IMDb, uh, this movie was made for $70 million. What a waste. Like, what the f- I, it's got a, it's got a massive following. It's, it's so disturbing. It's such a waste of money. They've clearly put. I agree. Put, but give that to an independent filmmaker who's going to make something I might enjoy. You know, look at all these all these fucking classic movies that we love. Not even just the classic movies, but even just movies over the last like seven eight years that have been massive successes. And look at the money that they've been made for. It's not even a fucking portion of that. This isn't even us going, yeah. you know, oh, well, back in the 80s and the 70s, they made films out of no money. Because it was different. Like, we've made advances since then. You can still make films for no fucking money and come out with something that's really fucking great. Terrifying. <laughs> I'm glad you bought it up because, you know, well, I was certainly about it, Nico. Shut up. <laughs> But no, Terrifier is a great example of it. It was made for thirty-five. Yeah, I get that, but no. But if okay, Nico. But if you've made a movie for thirty thousand dollars or seventy million dollars, and you put the two movies side by side, it's it's you know it's it's night and day. No contest. I get you. I get you. But it's, it's fucking. I genuinely don't know how they got the money for this movie. Netflix. You know is what I mean? Because Netflix. Netflix throws money yeah. at shit and then cancels their good shit to throw money at shit. Yeah, like they this. do. Like Mystery Science Theater, I'm never forgiving you, Netflix. <laughs> um, obviously, because this is a Netflix film, there's no finances on how much money, how much money this made because it didn't hit theaters. Um, but in its first four weeks on Netflix, it is estimated that this movie got 72 million views, making it one of the most successful debuts on the platform. So That's a hate crime. 72 million people watch this. And that's yeah. just in its first four weeks. That's not including, you know, the, the weeks and months and now a now couple of years that's gone since then. It's it, meant to have stupid figures for the rewatch as well. I don't understand it, but yeah. That's... I don't understand the rewatch value. There is There, no, there really no wasn't a watch value, let alone a rewatch value. That's what I mean. Um, that opening sequence, the big sort of opening sequence plus the, the song with Viva Las Vegas, those two things combined took them five weeks to film. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know what they were doing. They spent so much time on these, on like, I mean, maybe that's why that's the only like half decent part of this movie is because they spent five weeks. Uh... I mean, maybe they just spent like fucking four days on the rest of the fucking film. I don't know. But that's a ridiculous, <laughs> that's a ridiculous amount of time to spend on the movie. Um, this is Zack Snyder's first non-superhero movie since Sucker Punch in 2011. So maybe you know, maybe he just did like Dawn of the Dead and was like, "I'm never going to make a good not a good non-superhero movie again." Basically, I don't know. I, I I've kind of forgotten Sucker but Punch existed. And... It seems like he blew his load with Dawn of the Dead for me yeah. personally. Um, that was his first, you know, as a director, and then after that, it's been like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, Fucking mentally. Officially, but I can't believe the the sequel. There's a sequel coming out for it. Yeah. And I think it's either this year or next year. It's meant to be coming out, and folk I know are just like going mad for it. They're like, can't wait for it and shit. And I'm like, really, really. Yeah, really. 
Um, you can see that it was set up for that. Like, yeah. oh, we're in Mexico City and it's going to be here. And it's like, and it, great. Even then, that, that's, that's so been done to death as well, you know. And the thing that imme- like the thing that immediately came to my mind was 20 day- uh, 28 days later, you know, in that end scene where they show up in Paris. And, you know, yeah. it's supposed to be like the, ca- the continuation of that. And then we got 28 weeks later and it didn't fucking reference any other place even once. And what, like, oh. What's the other one? 28 years later there's going to come out or some shit. They can stop now. The rumours of a third one coming from that franchise have been going about since the second one came out. Um, but I have heard yeah. there are rumors of it resurfacing in the last couple of months, so I don't. But I don't know how much truth there is to them. Um, oh, okay. I thought know. there was definitely might be coming. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about uh, John Cena. Dave Bautista actually turned down the role of peacemaker in the Suicide Squad to work on this film, and then it's the perfect example of him actually making a terrible choice over John Cena. <laughs> I know, because it's the only one that fucking Cena did well. Yeah. I must say, I, I, I can't see him playing the Peacemaker. It's definitely more suited to John Cena, considering yeah. like having to like cold deliver hilarious lines. Like, I would live on an island of dicks or something, whatever it is he says. I don't know, but then... But then uh, I, I would um, stuck a whole island of dicks. But, yeah, that's what but also, Batista's so fucking good as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy that, you know, he could. He could. I, I could see it. But to be honest, Drax would be better for John Cena since you can't see him. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, we talked about... <laughs> I'm just going to pretend you didn't fucking say that. <laughs> um, we talked about... Da, 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 da. <laughs> we talked about, you know, like this movie not having anywhere near enough action, you know, to justify the length and everything that's in it. Um, but yet yeah, it still had too much. The, the official... <laughs> The official zombie body count of this movie is 130. They killed 130 zombies in this movie, and it feels like they killed about two. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Uh, it, la- does, it doesn't feel like the little Last piece of trivia for me, and this just goes back to what I saw I was hinting at earlier. So Dave Bautista, during filming, never ever met Tignataro. Um even though in a lot of scenes they obviously are appearing next to each other in scenes, uh, Natara was inserted digitally after replacing the now disgraced comedian Chris, is it Chris D- Dahlia? I, I've never heard of this comedian before, um, but this uh, um. there was multiple accusations against them of uh, predatory sexual behaviour, and so they were removed from filming. Tig Natara was cast um, and had to like essentially be put into this uh, superimposed and during reshoots. She had to shoot all of her scenes alone as a precaution because this movie was filmed during the COVID-19 pandemic and Nataro is a cancer survivor so she's like that I think like that's it like at least there's a logical explanation for why that seems to be a bit out of place like yeah that. but you know on a 70 million dollar budget as well I feel like they probably could have done that a bit better too never knew that yeah there you go in a way that kind of also copies aliens in a way i i, I know that's messed up but like my man james remar was in aliens yeah. and then they had to recast him and in some scenes you can still kind of see him yeah um so yeah still copying aliens even there i mean if you're gonna copy a movie it's a good movie to copy but you know at least do it true at least do it well um that's it for me for trivia anything else do you guys have anything that you know about this film that you'd like to bring up everything okay. i know i brought up nice nico no. Nope. 
Okay, then let's move on to our <laughs> final segment. Just I can feel feel unique. Just, just cut like, to the score. I just don't want to fucking talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> let's go on. Feel to, the hatred. Let's go on. To Embrace the fun, hatred. Our final segment, which is the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. And always, we'll start off with the critics' scores. Uh, IMDb have given this a 5.8 out of 10. Metacritic have given this a 5.7. Guys, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critics scored this movie? Ladies first. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not really good at guessing this because I tend to think differently than the people who rate it. So we're talking about critics, not audience, right? Critics first. We'll, oh. we'll, we will go on to the audience once we do the critics. Okay, first. critics. Um, I'm hoping they have good sense and maybe put this at like 25. 25%. Nico? See, I'd say about 40. They're going for 40. Uh, Nico is going to take this one. 67% Fuck Oh off. my god, why? 67% Ew. they've rated this This is a fresh rated movie The critics consensus An ambitious, over-the-top zombie heist mashup Army of the Dead brings Zack Snyder back to his genre roots With a suitably gory splash Fuck That's depressing Yeah, yeah. So we'll move on because that is depressing <laughs> And uh, <laughs> what do we think the audience has scored this movie nico you can go first for this one see i know how much your farm base it's got so i'll say about 70 70 percent candy i'll do a price is the right thing and go 69 dude <laughs> you, should have priced, you should have priced this right him the other way uh nico's gonna yeah. say this one again i did one i did want to bring you right about that 70 yeah i, I, I I so, thought I underestimated it, to be 75%. honest. 75% they've given this Fuck. movie. Audience consensus. There's plenty of build-up. <laughs> before there's, there's plenty of build-up before the all-out action arrives. But Zack, plenty of chaos. But Zack Snyder's second zombie movie gives you characters you can root for and a solid <laughs> cast. Led by a terrific <laughs> Dave Bautista. Are they serious? than the fucking film. Yeah, yeah. like, what? <laughs> no, what did they want? It's fucking awful. It's, it's terrible, it's terrible. Um, one thing mm. I will say, because we'll go on to our listeners' opinions now, is that our listeners, I feel like, were much more in tune with how we feel this movie. As always, we throw it out to our followers, listeners, and ask for you guys to give us your scores and reviews, and we'll read a few of them out now. So we've got Neurospiced, who gives this a 5. Fun, but pretty forgettable. I enjoyed it at the time, but I've forgotten just about everything. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, That's a lucky thing. Follows like what we were saying. Yeah. Stew World Order says it's about a 4. Not scary enough to merit its lack of joy. Not funny enough to earn its lack of scares. Army of the Dead is just another self-unaware zombie flick that doesn't really excel at anything absolutely fair pretty well said uh dissect that film says decent effects can't save this overly long bore fest with zombies it's definitely the worst Zack snyder movie i've seen where were the decent effects like i mean like some of the effects are okay like it's not like the tiger was terrible i think some of the effects were fine 
but as my kids would say, it's all right. Yeah, like it's yeah, fine. It's, it's just okay for the budget they had. It should have been a lot better than oh, fucking okay. One hundred percent. Alaska Girl gives it a five point five. I like the way they did the zombies and liked most of the mains. It does have issues. Characters were very stereotyped and some bits just cringeworthy bad. But I can overlook them for the most part because I can watch damn near anything with zombies and love Dave Bautista. Fair enough. Uh, and then our friend Newman at the Movies for Days podcast. Coming in to save the day. Two out of ten. Cringe. Eye-rolling dialogue. Annoying look-at-me characters. Plot that badly steals a shocking amount from aliens. Thank you. Uh, did nothing with the premise of zombies in Vegas. Wasn't expecting much from this and was still disappointed. One of the worst films to come out that year easily. So, it's like he read my thoughts. I know, right? <laughs> uh, on average, <laughs> taking into account all of the scores that were cast for this movie, our listeners scored Army of the Dead 3.7 out of 10. And let me just say that that score of 3.7 out of 10 is the second lowest score that our listeners have ever given a movie we've covered. Well Shit. done. Well done. The only movie they've scored lower than that was Attack of the Herbals, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those terrible movies that we've covered... I suggested that too. Yeah, that was true. <laughs> all of the movies, like, all of the lower scored movies we've covered before, Lost Boys, The Tribe, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, they, they were all, they all gave them higher scores than this movie. 3.7. <laughs> so, Sorry, that's hilarious. So, that, so uh, there's real comedy right there. There we go. Uh, so that just leaves the three of us. Nico, on a scale of 0 to 10, what are you rating Army of the Dead? Well, that's what I was laughing at, because I'm giving it a 3.5. 3.5? Yeah. Why, why a 3.5? Uh, just because of the start, and I, I genuinely do like theatre. And I, I think if I hadn't watched the prequel, it would have been a lot lower. Fair enough. Uh, so it's get it's it's getting it's getting side points from its prequel, basically. Oh man, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, on that note, Candy, on a scale of zero to ten, oh, my you score... Army of the Dead. I feel like I'm being overly generous, but I did lower it half a point. Um, I gave it one point five. It's trash, and I don't like people disrespecting the zombie genre in such a way. Um, it's it's such a huge downfall for me because. A lot of uh, Romero purists are like, why do you defend, you know, Dawn of the Dead? How, you know, Dawn of the Dead's like your favorite horror movie of all time. I'm like, but the remake was kind of fun, you know, salt in theaters. It was a really good time. I still go to bat for it, but now it's going to be a little, a little less spit on the bat. Like I, if I knew it was going to devolve into this bullshit, I didn't, I wouldn't have been so nice to Dawn of the Dead. This is going to make him think he was one of the zombies now. The next fucking Romero, you're not, bro. Um, this is stupid. It made me feel stupid. Uh, all the characters were stupid. Everything about it. I mean, did, I'm, I'm not just saying that like they were stupid because I didn't like them. They were genuinely idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like starting and, and even the beginning wasn't enough to get me interested. I immediately knew the bomb was going to fall on me as soon as everybody's like, huh? What? Like suddenly I don't understand words and how they work and that they have meanings and that I need to convey this to people over there because bad things are going to happen. But I'm going to wait five minutes, see what fucking happens. Like, I hated it already. And then I'm like, you can't save this, but I guess I have to watch you try. And it didn't, it got worse somehow. I don't know how you get worse from there, but it managed. So the 1.5 is very generous. That's absolutely fair. I do not recommend. Absolutely fair. Absolutely Understandable. Valid. Um, 
So I came into this, as I've sort of briefly mentioned, thinking that I was going to try and be, I was going to try and be like kind to this film in that I maybe was going to try. I don't, I don't know what it is because I hated this movie, but there was something part. I don't know whether it's because Ooh. I really do love uh, Batista. I love zombie movies. I do too. I, I was going to try and be like nice to this movie and be a little bit more generous than I tend to, that I've become to known to be on this podcast because Nico you are generally a bit more of a generous rater than I am um, mm-hmm. but in the most part um, but our discussion is definitely I think I've knocked a, at least a point off of what I was going to give maybe even two it depends on how I was planning on feeling at the end of the episode um, but I'm going to split you guys right down the middle I'm going to give it a two and a half out of ten um, I, I, I kind of like the opening scene some of the effects are fine Dieter is at least kind of likable, and that's about it. So two and a half. There's there's nothing else to do. Like there's we've we've gone into it in so much depth. There's so many characters in this movie that have zero depth, but they're all somehow, you know, massively stereotypical. The fact that the effects are just fine is really shitty considering the budget of this movie. The storyline's been done before. It's like taken about six or seven different storylines from different movie, probably Aliens most egregiously. Yeah. And has done it all worse. I, I, I. There's so few redeeming factors in this movie. The fact that there's a prequel. I, I would have gave it a two point five as well. By the way, I would have. That's what I would have done. But if I hadn't seen the prequel, I was sitting at a two, and then we started talking, and then it went lower. <laughs> um. So yeah, all of those things. Like, there's just, there's nothing, there's nothing for me to, to, to make me like. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing that will make me go and watch this movie again. You know, there's, there's no nothing. For also, me. a funny thing I wanted to—I, I'm not hoping I'm not interrupting your review. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm bad about that. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, the reason I showed up with wet hair to this is because I was laying in the bathtub thinking about like a a way to try and make this a little bit more positive. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go in there brutal. I gotta make this but- positive. So I went over long in the bath and got out and didn't have time to dry my hair. And I was like, shit, I never found a way to make this good. So I I put in the effort too, but I couldn't in in the end like make it nice well i mean you like that that speaks volumes because i feel like you know we, we do all i think all of us um over our sort of podcasting careers have uh you know tried to find the good of things you know with the majority yeah. of movies that we cover don't get me wrong there's been a couple of movies me and you nico have covered where that you know there's just no redeeming qualities that you've been you've been really negative on, I've been really negative on, and I, that's just it. And the fact that I don't really think, there's not that there's not one thing in this movie that I can say, you know what, they did that really well. If I, if everything else was terrible, they did one thing really well, and I, I, can't, I can't think of what that is. So I think that speaks volumes about this movie for me. With that being said... So, for me, it's Dieter. That's for me, it's Dieter. That's fine, but like Dieter is, but that's it. Dieter is probably the best aspect of this movie. But as I said, it's a flawed character with big yeah. plot holes, and you know, it's 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 not. Pretty Knew nice. he was going into his death. Yeah. Anyways, all of our scores uh, combined with the critic scores and our followers gives Army of the Dead an average score of four point six out of ten, and it means. It is in 89th place of the now 96 movies that we have covered on the show. So it is right down there. It's a bottom 10 movie. It is right down there at the bottom. Nice. Um, this is Should gonna... I be rooting for that? Because I'm rooting for that. <clears throat> yeah, th- <laughs> this may hurt your hey. soul. I'm going to hurt your soul a little bit, Candy, though. 
Oh no. Because it means it's one place below Innocent Blood, and it's one place above Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. <gasps> no! <laughs> Halloween 3 shouldn't be down there, and I think you know that. I know it should be lower. <gasps> no! Oh no! We were getting on so it well! Is, no. It is the worst Halloween film ever. <laughs> Listen, I got a kink that you don't know about. I'm into really old men. And Tom Atkins is it for me. Bastard. If Tom Atkins is in a movie, I'm going to score that pretty high. Plus, it's my favorite Halloween movie. Do I think it's the best movie ever made? No, but it doesn't deserve to be down there. Uh, Absolutely not. I, 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 Ian, it's okay. When you have a daughter, I'll shog her when you die. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> this episode was going so well, guys. What's happened? Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't tell me that's not the creepiest part of that fucking movie because everything else is shit. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the family, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no strong opinion on that movie, I swear. What, what I, I have said, what I have said is, Candy, you are perfectly willing, I'm perfectly happy for you to go and rank the movies that we have covered and rate them. True. Uh, and we can, like, I, my plan is maybe if you want to do that and we can just like reveal a few ratings like on each episode until you get caught up. Okay, yeah, I will absolutely do that. And then, um... Um, then we can like readjust. So you have the opportunity. You will have. And the I'm usually a pretty generous rater, even if I don't like a movie. You have to really go out of your way for me to rank you this low. Like this movie, I felt like it just went out of its way. I feel like it gave really, me no choice. I feel like that's possible though. It's gonna really... give Lost Boys a three for revenge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate Lost Boys. That's coming. <laughs> Not a secret that I hate Lost Boys. Not a secret. Greatest Chinese movie ever. But you will have the opportunity to bump Halloween 3 up the up the leaderboard. You'll and Near it. Dark is a better movie than Lost Boys. Nah. It's close. But, yeah. I, uh, I... Yeah, it is close. It is close. I think I think it, for me, it depends what sort of mood I'm in when it comes to those two. Um, but, They're definitely different vibes. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I love Near Dark, but, yeah, Lost Boys over Near Dark. Um, but the good thing is that Feelings about Halloween 3 aside, uh, is that Army of the Dead is a bottom 10 movie for us. Um, well, yay. Yeah. So That's a win. We'll, we'll at least give it that. We uh, agreed on that. It was all fine. Yeah, we well, agreed on that. That's so, good. So we'll, we'll, we'll end on that note. I was afraid that I was going to go into this and hurt your feelings. No, no, that's fine. No, I feel like no, we're coming no. in, though, like you say, because it is really difficult, Candy. We, we've recorded a lot of episodes together uh, across podcasts, and I feel like, I don't think I have ever known you to give a movie that low a score. Even some of the ones that you'd actively dislike. I mean, I'm sure I can think of a few movies. I try really hard. There are some um, in Infamy, like Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. Like, no, I will never, ever watch that movie again. I, I gave it a... And I gave, like, a Hard Rock Zombies a one. Yeah. So I, when I go pretty hard... Wishmaster, I was pretty evil too i gave it like a three i usually am like oh i'll give it like an eight why not i'm in a good mood tonight you know <laughs> so yeah it's usually think, generous so i think that's a good place for us to start though because we've we've started you off like down there and it can only go up from here and Maybe. i'm pretty sure it will go up from here because next week so. on the show it's my pick it's my it's the final pick before we enter our new rotation and uh we're talking all about misery next week and if, if nothing else, I'm going to be a lot higher on that movie. I know I know, Candy will be a lot higher on that movie. Nico, I'm pretty I'm sure... I'm familiar with your score on it, yes. You know, so um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll be talking about that next week. But um, 
Thank you to both of yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the writer on that, so I don't know how I'll score it. You know? <laughs> uh, that's a lie. That's a lie. Okay, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's I'm funny. coming to Scotland and I'm going to kick your fucking ass. <laughs> it's the total opposite, trust me. Uh, I was like, no, that can't be right. <laughs> no, it's definitely not right. That's, uh, I, was, I, I can't be sarcastic sometimes, sorry. You know, sometimes when you get like that rush of adrenaline and you get really hot, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, shit. Oh, demon. <laughs> but uh, if anyone would like to support this podcast across our social media platforms, you can do so. We're on X at Damn Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Pod of the Damned. You can email us at podofthedamned at gmail.com and you can subscribe to us on our Patreon, Patreon patreon.com forward slash pot of the damned i almost fucked it up there i almost fucked it up i managed to catch myself that's good um but uh nico and candy thank you so much for joining me on this episode uh candy I hope your first official, happy to be here i hope your first official episodes went as well as you hoped it would um it was fun uh we, we've got many many more to come uh thank you to everyone who downloads and listened and watched this podcast of odd across various platforms we really appreciate you guys and until next week on Pod of the Damned, just remember, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Okay.